You're listening to the Between You and Me podcast, brought to you by JesusWire.com, with your host, Jessica Morris. Hello friends, Happy New Year to you. I know we are 10 days in. I can't believe that it was only 10 days ago that we were shouting that, but hooray, we're here. And this is a new decade of the Between You and Me podcast, the place where we talk about the things that hurt, heal and change us in the Christian faith, in the Christian music industry and evangelical culture. My name is Jessica Morris. I am, as always, your host, and I'm just really happy to be here with you guys. I want to say a huge thank you for your patience over the holiday period while we rode out Christmas and New Year. I really, really hope that you guys had a chance to catch up on our previous episodes and that you had a really safe and happy New Year's. A lot of you guys who follow us on social media will have noticed that we have been a lot quieter lately. Thank you for that, for your patience. I'm so happy to have an episode for you today, but we have been quieter because over here in Australia, we currently have a bushfire season at the moment. And while I and my family are safe where we are, we're not concerned in any way for our safety. I have been covering the fires for a different organization as a journalist. Working on the bushfire coverage has taken precedence over the podcast. So I want to thank you guys for your patience in that area. Also, thank you um, to all you wonderful people who checked in on me and who checked on your Aussie friends. It honestly means the world uh, at the moment. It's really weird vibe at the moment in Australia. Uh, I am in Victoria, which is the lower east coast, right down near the bottom before you get like that Bass Strait and you get the island, which is Tasmania, uh, which is also another state. And we have had some really severe fires right along the east coast. Uh, I know people who've been affected by them. I've been talking to them as part of my job and it's so close to home. It's affecting everyone. It doesn't matter what you believe or who you are or where you're at. The really cool thing that I've seen and heard through this experience is that despite the tragedy, people are coming together. And that includes you guys who have reached out from overseas. But also it's people groups and community groups and churches and volunteers and staff and organizations and like you name it. People have stepped up and said, what can I do to help? And a lot of those people are the ones who have nearly lost everything or have lost everything. Um, And that's given me a lot of hope at the moment. So thank you for being part of that. And thank you for giving us hope at the moment for your prayers and concerns and donations. At the end of this week's episode, I'll be playing a song uh, which is raising funds for bushfire relief. And I'll also give you a few links if any of you do want to donate uh, to relief efforts for the bushfires in Australia. This is in no way a partnership type podcast scenario. I'm not backing a certain organization. Uh, It's just if you would like to reach out and help, we would be very appreciative. Further than that, if you pray, please send prayers. We would love that. We need rain in the right places and we need protection and provision for our emergency services and volunteers and for property. Now on to the show. I started editing this episode and it's just so nice to get back into the swing of it. It feels normal and as I was going through today's episode with the wonderful John Tibbs, I was reminded just how good of an interview this dude is. So we actually chatted back in October, which feels like an eternity ago now. He had just dropped his single details and it was all about his experience of figuring out who God was after he had a pretty significant back operation. So the story behind this is that John is actually releasing three EPs in 18 months, which is just a monster task, especially because he is an independent artist. John's latest single, One Good Try, is out today, and it's actually terrific. I've listened to the whole EP, and it is just so good. Like, I I listened to it and I was like, oh, man, like, this could be one of my favorites of 2020. It's just got this southern rock indie flavor to it and nearly this wild carefree summer sound to it which is bizarre because it delves into some really deep topics but it was really good for my heart right now and I think that you guys will enjoy it. Now before we get into our interview with John a reminder you're about to hear a short bio consider it your who what when where of John Tibbs. He's done some pretty remarkable things in the decade that he's been in the music industry he's a really cool guy and we had such a life-giving conversation so I hope you enjoy this.
Singer-songwriter John Tibbs has begun a wild adventure. He's going to release three EPs in 18 months. And he's going to do it independently, all while selling hot sauce on the road. Now that type of creative courage only comes from lived experience, and it's fair to say that John Tibbs has that in spades. Growing up as a pastor's kid in the Midwest, John emerged in the Christian music industry a decade ago with his EP Origins. With four years experience as a worship leader at his local church in Indiana, he rolled out two more EPs by 2013, named Swallowing Death, Breathing Life and Anchor. His original southern rock tunes and experience on stage made him a standout and John began touring full-time in 2013. He had 100,000 fans online who backed his second and third EP on Noise Trade and it was clear that John was on the rise. During this time, his music was heard by Audrey Assad and she invited him to tour with her. Now this opened the door for John to open for so many other acts, including 10th Avenue North and Ganga, and he was signed to Fair Trade Services in 2015. By this point, John was well and truly in the deep end of Christian music. He joined the Newsboys on tour and was featured on the God's Not Dead 2 soundtrack with the duet Dead Man Walking, which he sung with Ellie Holcomb, and this placed in the top 20 AC song on Christian radio. His record of the same name instantly drew fans in with his old-fashioned values of working hard and playing hard. It received a Dove Award nomination in the Rock Contemporary Album of the Year category, and critics drew parallels between his work and Bruce Springsteen, John Mellencamp, and Creedence Clearwater Revival. During this period, he called Nashville home, and this was the base for his grounding in the music industry, where he released a song Everything I Need in 2016, giving him the opportunity to talk about his stutter and how music and faith helps him to live with this. Stepping away from the label the same year, John chose to open his own record label and publishing company. His crowdfunded EP Heartland dropped in 2017, and it featured a duet with Sandra McCracken. While independent, the release was acclaimed, and Jesus Freak Hideout described it saying, quotes, Heartland brims with the kind of honest rock and roll that the late great Tom Petty trafficked in, with a heart on his sleeve craftsmanship that creates an immediate bond with the listener on the first pass. End quote. John would also go on to write with some of the best in the business, including Dave Barnes, Matt Maher, Michael Farron, and Paul Mabry. And in addition to his 200 tour dates that he plays per year, he releases singles Dear Hate and How Deep the Father's Love in 2018. Over the course of his career, John has performed 1,000 tour dates. And while on the road, he sells his homemade hot sauce where all proceeds go towards buying malaria nets. Come 2019, John spent time touring with Rivers and Roots, Sanctus Real, Lee Nash of Sixpence on the Richer and Young Ocean. He also began recording again with a bigger project in mind. His first single, Wild Things, showed a blend of southern rock with indie roots and was followed by details in October. Today, on January 10, John has dropped single number three, titled One Good Try, and his EP is set for release on March 6. It will explore the relationships between faith and doubt, religion and hope. And while John is known for his worship music, this is purely acoustic-driven rock. Announcing that he will release two more EPs in the coming year, including a Christmas EP and a worship EP, 2020 could legitimately be John Tibbs' biggest year ever. And honestly, guys, we are all the better for it. John and I chatted in October about his single details and the injury that reshaped his faith. We also spoke about learning to accept the church, what it means to live a good story, and the art of songwriting. Guys, John is one of those people that you meet and you're like, that's really good, solid people with a great story and a good, genuine, authentic heart. You will be better before meeting and knowing John Tibbs. Enjoy, my friends. Let's start with the fact that apparently you're releasing, tell me if I'm wrong, three EPs in 18 months. Yes, I am. That's a little challenge. <laughs> How did that happen? Like, where did that idea come from? Well, um, it kind of came out because I had a bunch of different ideas and I was like, well, I tried to do them all. So I, uh, yeah, so, uh, we've got a EP that's like a storytelling type EP that'll be out this spring. Uh, and then I'm going to do like, um, like, uh, a worship EP that'll be out in the summer. And then, you know, I've always wanted to put out a Christmas EP. And so we're going to finally be able to do that this upcoming year. So, yeah, just kind of all of it. Now, um, I was able to do this because I started have 
You ever heard of the platform called a uh, Patreon? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay. So it's awesome. So, you know, people are able to like give every single month and get all this behind the scenes access yeah. and early content access and all of that stuff. And so I, um, I, I started that this back probably back in April and, um, yeah, so these EPs are also like I'm gonna put them out like song after song after song. So I already put out um, a debut single there uh, in September, and then uh, our next single will be out this coming f- Friday, which is October 18th. Um, and oh, then, nice. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah we'll just kind of keep doing it single after single. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of a combination between having all these different ideas and, and being able to get up and going on Patreon. Yeah, perfect. So can you tell me, you said you had like all these random ideas. For people who have followed your music for a while, yeah. how would you say that this next quote-unquote season of music from Don, John Tibbs is like different to your previous work? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like as in the actual content itself? or um, Yeah, co- content itself or even what it means to you. Take that yeah. in whatever direction you'd like. Yeah, 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 totally. Like, um, I mean, I would say that the honestly that the biggest difference um, is just about kind of like how it's going to be put out. Because before, you know, it was like a ten song album, potentially put out like a single before, uh, and then you know, I did an EP right after that, like an eight song EP. I put out two singles before that, so this is just going to be like single after single after single. I would say though mm-hmm. that the actual like content of it, this is this has definitely been. Um, you know, in particular, these, you know, tunes I'm kind of, um, uh, like I'm currently, you know, I just got done and I'm putting them out. They're extremely personal to me. Um, and, you know, it isn't as if the songs before hadn't been personal, of course, anything like that. I just think that as I continue to do this, I continue, I don't know, to, to come across those places where I'm able to dive deeper. And, um, you know, this particular song is about to come out, um, details. Um, it's, a. Uh, so I found out in February that I had to have a em- emergency back operation and, um, oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah, it was completely unexpected. And, um, basically in December I started having this, uh, this, like just this, 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 uh, it was essentially nerve damage um, that was just continuing to build and build and build. And it got to the point where having a surgery was the only option. And man, I mean, <clears throat> I was terrified. I, I tour about 200 dates a year. And I was like, how oh, wow. can I, yeah. you know, continue to be on airplanes and cars and hours upon hours on the interstate and do this. And then, you know, as soon as, you know, if I know I had back surgery, it's like you Google it and you see all the worst outcomes, <laughs> but, um, oh my gosh, uh, yes. <clears throat> yeah, you know, just terrifying. But, um, so actually this whole tune kind of came out that afternoon after I was told I had to have an operation and, um, you know, this whole project to me is all about, ah, holding tightly in, onto your faith and the thing i found is that faith is not even coming close to understanding everything to me it's um it's being okay with being uncertain and uh this whole project is about somehow having a courageous confidence in those doubts um and um yeah i'm so i just think that these songs are deeply intimate and personal to me and i'm you know obviously super excited to get it out there and i certainly hope it encourages people Just a fracture Feels like I'm ready to break 
I love that phrase, courageous confidence. I think it's so powerful and and so brave as well um, yeah. to, to even like process that and then put it out there. Mm. Is there any like, you, I know that you've been writing for a long time and you've been putting music out um, in different ways. So in a sense, I would imagine there's some sort of like normality to putting out vulnerable songs and, and vulnerable stories. Um, but is there ever any anxiety or awkwardness about sort of going, I wonder how people will respond to this song or to this new season in my life? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, um, you know, there's about a billion avenues to be anxious about. <laughs> uh, I just kind of <laughs> try to turn that part off. Like, because uh, I don't I don't think that anything productive or helpful has ever come out of kind of a, you know, um, it, you know, uh, thinking of all the different avenues that it could disconnect or it could not stick or someone could misinterpret something or, you know, there's, there's, there are so many different avenues. And I just decided early on that that isn't a good, you know, allocation of time and energy. And, um, so as opposed to kind of, you know, spending too much time being anxious, I try to be very proactive in that and just to create something that I think is, uh, great. And then, you know, works so hard to explain it to people, to connect it to people and to get it into people's ears. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey in music and where you started? Because I know that you've, you've sort of covered a whole like yeah. range of areas in terms of like being independent and starting your own label and things like that. So can you tell me where it all started and sort of how you got here? Yes, definitely. So, you know, to be honest, I, you know, I've been touring now full time for six and a half years and I never expected to do that. That, that hadn't been, you know, something I was actually even, you know, thinking about doing. And, um, I always thought I was going to be on staff at a church and, you know, doing the corporate mm -hmm. worship and, you know, potentially, you know, helping out at like a conference or a camp or something like that. But I never expected to tour full time. And the, um, I graduated college and I was on staff at a church and it, um, it quickly became a, uh, a very kind of unhealthy situation. Um, there was just a combination of just a lot of different stuff that was going on. And the thing that happened is that I had, um, I had a EP that was songs that came out of that season when I was on staff at the church. And Mm -hmm. I put that out digitally. People don't have to buy it or anything like that. And it was a combination between uh, the songs kind of took off and the situation in church just became super unhealthy. And, you know, at the time, uh, Emily and I had just gotten married. Uh, Emily had been uh, in in school, uh, full-time student. And our goal was to do it without, you know, taking out debt. And, it's just a combination of all things. It was like, how can I sing songs and eat, <laughs> and and yes. and and yet it was just amazing. It was like I would go do you know gig after gig, and the expectations had been exceeded above and beyond. And it was just almost like God just kind of opened the door and kind of called us into it, and was just like, just take a step this direction. And it, you know, it was just so amazing to see how that all happened. And so, yeah, so I, uh, <clears throat> I, I'd gone full time there, um, April of 2013, did a Kickstarter campaign to do a second EP. Audrey Assad had just got out of her deal at Capitol and she was going out as an independent artist on tour. And she heard my EP and called me up and asked me to go out on her tour. So it's like all these amazing doors are opening up. And then, so you know, good. yeah, it was awesome. And then, you know, I uh, started getting calls from people in Nashville um, out of, you know, agents and or record companies and producers and all that stuff. And we ended up doing um, 
<clears throat> doing a deal with um, a company there. Great, awesome people. Um, I did a single album with them, and that was a good experience. Just you know, I signed that deal in 2014, and by the time that record was out, it was 2016, and you know, the album was good. It hit all of our expectations. It really opened a lot of doors and all that stuff. But um, it was just like, I just, I just enjoyed being independent. I enjoy that direct connection um, between, you know, the artists and people who are tuning into the songs. And, um, and so, yeah, so I decided to open up our own company and um, we were able to piece together a team and uh, you know, which is how the business has changed. It's like, you can, you can, you know, outsource everything that a record company does because they outsource oftentimes too. And so, yeah, we've, we've, I stepped into, we started putting stuff out under this record company in 2017. We put out an EP and then put a few singles this past year. And of course, as we were talking, I got a bunch of upcoming songs. So yeah, I mean, I'm just having a good time. So thankful that I get to do this. Um, which is so appreciative of every opportunity. So yeah having fun, but it has been a, that's definitely has been like a, yeah, it definitely has been a lot of changes, you know, starting from doing everything by myself to having a team do everything. And I didn't really get to do anything to like a nice, healthy balance where like, you know, you know, I get to have the, those like, you know, key decisions and I get to decide those things. And, and I have a team that helps execute them. And so, yeah, in a good place. Super thankful. Though my weakness ties my tongue, I sing of every good you've done. Take every scar and broken dream. I lay them at your Was there a moment um, when you were younger when you sort of went, I really want to do music as a career or worship ministry? Or was it something that just sort of snuck up on you and, and just started to roll in 2013? Oh, man. I mean, you know, I played classical piano since I was a little kid. And so I got oh, wow. in and out of college. And so that was the background I had. I'm also a pastor's kid. So, you know, at a very young age, I was helping out at church and singing. I think music has always been so important to me. Um, you know, I'm pretty open about it. Uh, I have a uh, stutter. And so, um, you know, I've got good days and bad days. And uh, today's a pretty good day, I think, so far. So I've only been out for two hours, though. So we'll see. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, um, speaking has always been a little bit... Um, of a sensitive thing, not being, you know, definitely insecure about being able to articulate, you know, how I am hoping to articulate it and those kind of things. And music has always been uh, the opposite of that. You know, I don't have a hard time uh, expressing myself. And so it's been a very uh, powerful personal outlet, I guess. And then what I've found is that, is that music, I think just connects people and connects different people and unites so many different people. And, you know, when you're doing that, you know, pointing people to the goodness of Christ, it's like, that's something that I truly want to be a part of. Um, and, you know, I think that those seeds have always been there uh, as, as I've gotten older, definitely I've had a stronger, uh, awakening i guess you could say um to that and um 
yeah, just so thankful to be able to do it. Yeah, that's really cool. How has music helped you to, I'd say, like nearly even communicate or develop your relationship with God in terms of expressing yourself and expressing any doubts or fears you might have or even hopes? Yeah, I just think that, you know, it's like a interaction or a or a relationship with anyone else. It's like if you're going to have a good, healthy, true or relationship, it has to be built on honesty. And and so um I think music to me has been an avenue to just articulate those things. Um, those things that, you know, I get angry about those things that I don't understand. Um, um, and, you know, certainly, um, you know, the church is not a perfect pull base all the time and, you know, trying to, step out of the, you know, hurt and pain someone can experience there in the church um, and stay connected to God. And it's just like that back and forth, I think, um, has certainly been a, uh, been an avenue to just have that, you know, honest conversation. Cause I think that in those times where I'm, I'm, you know, essentially praying to him, uh, you know, I can, I can encounter a peace and a, a better understanding, I think of who he is. And, um, yeah. And then uh, honestly, just a practical side of it all. It's like, <clears throat> I think that, that the discipline of being a musician is a uh, discipline of consistency. And um, I think that consistency is, um, is something that I think is often overlooked in faith, but, you know, just like any other relationship, it's like, if you're going to be there and be all in, you need to, continue to do it and you you need to continue to like take time out of your day and just you know be certain that you are connecting to god just like you're connecting to anybody else and so yeah i think it's all just super deeply inner tool lined i think personally Broken man, his tired bones they can barely stand. In the ways of the world, oh, I lay my grave till the darkest of nights when you call my name. You love, you love, always set me free. Oh, no guilt, no shame, God. What is it like, so, and I'm just basing this off how I interpreted your last question, so please tell me if yeah. I'm wrong or just steer me back on course. Um, what is it like to um, sing your songs and sort of share your journey with people and a, a lot of that, a lot of the time that means I, I imagine you're touring around churches or at Christian yeah. events, so you'd yep. be encountering a whole bunch of uh, Christians from different walks of life, some backgrounds and all areas of America. Um, what is it like sort of being in the presence of that and sharing your story in that when you're going through your own hurts or forgiveness or trying to figure out your own place in the church? Yeah, that's a good 
that's a good question for sure. Um, I think it's, uh, I think it's understanding the humanity behind each person. Um, you know, I have been able to see so many different, you know, church histories and backgrounds and expressions. And I think that's cool. I enjoy that so much. And, but the thing I've learned is that, you know, nobody's perfect. And so I think the quicker I've been able to learn that we're all human, um, we're all going to have our hangups, that the quicker I've been able to understand that as a whole, I've been able to personalize it to those particular situations that have caused, you know, a personal hurt. Um, and so it's kind of almost uh, like, like I guess I can say, like I think that um, I think that those situations where you know kind of hurt happens inside the church is usually when there's an often unhealthy uh, balance of authority, and I think by touring mm-hmm. and traveling, you're able to see that you know that that person in particular hurt you. They're not the ultimate of authority they're um you know a person in that particular church and you know by traveling and seeing it like it helps you you know connect to to church as a whole and and, you know in that situation certainly the ultimate authority is jesus and um and yeah that's been a a, honestly touring has been very helpful healthy you know aspect i guess to that whole end of things i really appreciate that thank you for being so honest and giving such a well thought out answer it's something that i struggle with so i just really i value your thoughts thank you yeah absolutely i think it's something that you know honestly happens quite often and we are hesitant to talk about it because it's so uncomfortable and i think you know um i think people have a hard time having those discussions and dialogues because they're so afraid of acknowledging that something is is imperfect because then um somehow to them i believe it it devalues the whole thing as a whole and i see it quite the opposite you know i i think if i truly care about something deeply i'm going to point out the imperfections to help spur it to um a place of improving and um and i think that healing is a huge part of that and i don't think that is doable without honest hard dialogue so yeah i think it's important yeah i really appreciate that how or did you come to a certain point in your life where you learned to tell the difference between the character of god and the character of the church was that always clearly defined for you or is there a moment where you really as a pk that you had to sort of figure that out for yourself oh man i think i'm still trying to Establish the character of God, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's just uh, his his goodness and his kindness um, is um, uh, is something to be discovered. I believe, you know, continually. So, but so I guess I would have to say it's just constantly been a journey obviously the understanding of the character of god i had when i was six had been tangible to me but as i got older it changed and you know junior high to senior high completely different experiences and of course in uh college you know moving to a different state uh going to a school that was actually, you know, connected to our church denomination, but still had so many different, you know, ideals and Mm -hmm. values and interpretations and expressions, things change. And then of course, just ah, becoming an adult and starting a family and, you know, kind of just deciding the things that are important to us in our household, uh, 
you know, I think all of those things are different seasons and different changes. And I think that, you know, in, in each one of them, I've been able to understand the deeper sense of, you know, who God is and, um, and of the things that are important to him. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I hope that I haven't hit the peak. You know, I hope that I have tons of chapters coming up that I understand that on a deeper and deeper sense. And so, yeah, um, I, I, I definitely can't, you know, pinpoint back to a specific, you know, instance or situation, but I can point back to a bunch of different ones. conversation to talk about one of our amazing sponsors do you create wedding videos podcasts ads content maybe even one of those slideshows while you're trying to move your church into the 21st century well soundstripe is the answer to all your problems the ultimate music stock site made for video producers they offer a great variety of high quality royalty free songs and have an unlimited licensing model this is literally one of a kind in the industry And that is because it was created by musicians. With a monthly or yearly fee, you have unlimited access to world-class music. We are talking composers like Aaron Sprinkle and Matt Winton. Every time you license a song through Soundstripe, the royalty goes straight back to the musician. With curator playlist, new music every week, and more than 30,000 special effects, this is the ultimate source of music for creatives. Trust me, I've been using this since day one with Between You and Me, and I can tell you that any background music you are hearing comes directly from Soundstripe. They are absolutely incredible. When you sign up for Soundstripe today, you can get 10% off using the code UMEPOD. That is soundstripe.com with the code UMEPOD. And now, back to the show. What do you see your role as, like as a as a musician um, and one who's in the Christian music industry, you're, you're due 200 tour dates a year. Um, so I can't imagine sort of living that. It's amazing, but also like the pressure and, and how on the move your life would always be. What do yeah. you see your role in Christian music as or even in the church as a whole, however you like to interpret that? Like, are you talking about um, uh, like how do I see myself personally, or just the whole of arts? Um, you, yourself personally, knowing yeah. that you were creative, but yourself personally and your role in that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, um, I, I uh, well, you, I guess I can say you saying that. Um, seems like such a big thing <laughs> and I haven't ever <laughs> seen it like that, like a big thing at all. Um, I've just been able to see it as like, you know, this is the personal story I have and I've been given the opportunity to talk about it. And I think anytime that we, as people are able to give our story to another person, it empowers that person to then go on and give their story. And, you know, in doing that, you know, it uh, definitely creates a shared experience. And, um, you know, I think that's the thing that I'm supposed to do is just be a faithful steward of these opportunities to encourage people and to be honest and to, you know, hopefully point people back to the goodness of Christ. And so, uh, yeah, um, that's kind of how I perceive it. And so, you know, you know, I think uh, church culture, it's pretty easy to like idolize things and put people up on a pedestal. But um, man, I definitely just uh, see everything I'm doing as a as an opportunity. And I just I just want to be a good steward of it. And 
you know, I've been able to do this now full time for six and a half years, which is crazy to me. And, you know, I hope I've got, you know, 10, 15 beyond that, um, a, a, uh, a head of me, but, um, I, you know, I can't spend too much time thinking about all that. I just, I just, uh, try to be very present in those opportunities and to be a good steward of mm-hmm. them and just encourage people. So. Yeah, that's really good. What makes you excited and inspires you creatively to write new songs or make three EPs in 18 months? Where does that come from? <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, there's There are so many different inspirations out there. Uh, I'm, I'm inspired by so many different things. I think, um, I think seeing other people, uh, be awesome people is inspiring to me, you know, and there's so many different, uh, avenues that, you know, you see that every day on social media, it's like, of course, you know, media and, and those outlets, you know, I think there's a lot of awful things that gets gets a lot of attention but i think that if you truly keep your eyes open you can see the people that are just doing it day in and day out and day in and day out and that's inspiring to me um i'm such an outdoor person uh so the i would say that the mountains in particular but the mountains and the oceans and um just so beautiful, inspiring. We just got back, uh, two days ago, um, after a hiking trip out in Arizona in Sedona and, you know, just, Oh yeah, it's just gorgeous. And it's just like, you know, I just kept thinking, I was like, man, uh, these beautiful majesties, uh, are so old (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. um, they, were created i uh, you know i i believe that they were created by the like uh by the like handy work of kurt iced in his you know in his execution of a beautifully intricate uh scientific per process and you know to be able to see yeah. back and and just you know you know how that created uh it continues to you know inspire so many people uh, it's just something i deeply connect with so i definitely feel like every time i come home after a trip to the trip to the mountains i got a bunch of ideas i got to get get out of our system but you know and two then there are just those ideas that just instantly happen this song we put out in september called old old Ild things it's um this is the only song i've ever had this happen to, but like I was, it was 2 a.m. I was out, I was asleep, and the song came to me in a dream the entire wow. chorus, exactly as you hear today. And I had never experienced that, but I got up at a song, it's like, I need to write this down. And I just had the tune, and you know, it's 2 a.m. stark, I'm like half asleep. I just picked up the guitar and I just kind of jotted it down on an iPhone uh, memo. And the next day, just I was like, oh, well, I'm getting up today and I'm definitely chasing that one. And, uh, you know, so it's like songs have their own story. Songs have their own journey, their own character. And, uh, you know, I see it as kind of archaeology. It's like um, it's like you can dig and dig and you can come across like a piece of a piece of a song, an idea. But um you know, you don't ever uh, understand the whole thing until you just spend a lot of time digging and you're able to piece it all together. Back when I was a young man, I was curious with no fear and unashamed. I would run across the small town, living in a world of dreams and free of pain. What the world is like And it ain't so free 
I do with all of my guests is just throw a few random popcorn questions at the end. Yeah. Um, at them. <clears throat> Sometimes they're a little bit out of place, but they're more for just fun things. So like if you had a fan come up to you after a show, they may ask you this. Uh, hopefully it would be not awkward. So we'll see how we go. <laughs> um, can you tell me what's the funniest moment you've ever had while you're on tour or while you're performing? Ooh. Oh, man. The funniest moment i can think back to this show in particular that i had been at the um uh i had been playing the acoustic and i'm singing into this microphone that's on a boom stand that hadn't been tightened properly Oh no. And so it's so it's just continuing to go down and down and down. But it isn't, <laughs> you know, like a big deal, but it just keeps going down and down. And so by the end of the song, I'm like, I'm just bent over trying to sing into the microphone. And I you know, it was early on. It's like I should have just stopped and said, Let's just take care of this now. Uh and I think that oh, show amazing. in particular was, was a few songs afterwards. I moved over to the keyboard and usually I have a different microphone of that keyboard, but this particular show I didn't, so I put down my guitar and, you know, walked over to the keyboard and sat down and talked about this tune I was about to do. And I start playing, and then I go to sing, and the microphone is not there. <laughs> so I have to stop <laughs> and walk back over and get the other microphone, you know, just like, what Poor in the thing. world, man? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's great. And also, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if you could collaborate with anyone, whether it's like writing a song with them or singing with them, who would it be and why? And it could be <clears> anyone, <throat> living or dead. Hmm. You know, I have to think of uh, the old hymn or er, or er, uh, uh John and Charles old Esley, you know, just like they wrote song after song after song that we're still singing today. And also I was named after him. Uh, and so I think that'd be cool too. So, oh, uh, that's parents, so cool. yeah, they'd gone to as, as Barry college in Kentucky and that's named after, um, well, I, I guess it isn't named after him, but, uh, he opened it and, you know, and it's such a big part of that uh, history. And, um, yeah, so I was named after him. So, uh, yeah, I think that'd be cool. That's such a great answer. I didn't expect it, but I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Um, my last question for you, if you could go back in time six and a half years ago when you were just starting to release music and this yeah. this was a legitimate career path for you, <clears throat> what would you say to yourself knowing what you know now? Oh, my gosh. Uh, so tons of things i would say first off it's all gonna be okay um yeah. second off uh you're gonna work harder than you even understand is possible and third thing is is that um there isn't a single person out there that's going to make this thing happen for you um it's a continual journey of showing up day in and day out and uh creating something that is meaningful to people and working so hard to get it out there so that people can hear it. And it's like, as opposed to like a, uh, a instant, you know, experience that just changes your whole whole life. It's, um, uh, this thing's going to happen because, of a billion good choices of of getting to the gig early and staying there all late and being kind and caring like just truly caring about people and um yeah so i 
I think that, you know, oftentimes, especially artists, they have this, um, this idea that a certain, you know, uh, company or agent or manager or even hit song is going to change their whole, whole life. And it's, you know, those things are all good and important pieces to the puzzle, but they aren't it. And so uh, I think I would go back and tell myself that because I feel like I would put my energy um, better into those things as opposed to trying to chase those deals. just great he's just such a genuine nice gentle guy and i'm just so glad we got a chance to chat with him so thanks for joining me with that guys and thank you john thanks for your honesty and just for being so transparent it's just something really beautiful and that ep guys seriously go get those singles now his latest single one good try is brilliant and you can already pick up wild things and details you can pick up the entire EP on March 6th and it is well worth it. So definitely keep your eyes out on that and we'll try and update you on social media too. You can go and connect with John right now on all your social media platforms. Just go to at John Tibbs Music. Tibbs is just T-I-B-B-S and music. You are good to go. You will enjoy it. All the links are in our show notes below. John's great. He has some fun pictures of him and his wife at Disney and all sorts of stuff. So go and check it out and say hey and tell him how much you loved hearing him on the show. Before we finish up today, I did want to give a shout out to all the wonderful people at the moment who have put up their hands and are supporting people in the bushfires at the moment, whether they are firefighters, volunteers, anyone, honestly, people rescuing wildlife thank you. I know there's a lot going on in the world at the moment. I'm not going to pretend that the fires is the only thing happening. So wherever you are at right now, um, especially in the Middle East with all that's going on, please know that we see you and we hear you. I wanted to share this beautiful song written by an Aussie singer called Delta Goodrum. It's called Let It Rain and she has released it to raise funds for bushfire relief but wherever it finds you right now and whatever you are going through personally or nationally, um, I hope it gives you a little bit of hope. I can't stay in silence Hoping this will go But it won't slow
I hope you guys really enjoyed that. You can pick that up now on any of your music download services and that will immediately go towards Australia Bushfire Relief. If you are interested in supporting the work that people are doing, I have two options for charities that are doing amazing work on the ground. The first is the Red Cross. If you would like to donate to the Red Cross and the amazing relief work they are doing, just go to redcross.org.org.au. And alternatively, you can also look at donating to the Salvation Army. Now, a heads up, when I'm not doing this, I do actually work for the Salvos, but this isn't a plug through my work. It's just me saying I know there are tons of people working on the ground and these are one of the best organizations. So if you would like to donate to the Salvation Army, you can do that. Just go to salvationarmy.org.au and hit donate there. We'd be very appreciative of that. It's been a huge week and we're only 10 days into 2020 and I feel like we've run a marathon and I don't even like running, but we're here. And I am so glad we are here and I'm glad that we can do this life thing together, guys. We've got some amazing interviews coming up and some really cool things on the horizon that I'm really hopeful for. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'm going to do what I always say, but it helps so much. Give us a brilliant gift. Go to Apple iTunes right now and go and rate us four or five stars. If you loved us, feel free to write a review and talk about the wonderful music and guests that you hear. Maybe the host, if that floats your boat, whatever you like, we'll be really appreciative. Also, make sure you press subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. You will get the next episode as soon as it drops. If you would like to say hello or send us music suggestions, if you're an artist who wants to reach out, we would love that. We love making new friends. Go find us online at betweenyouandmepod.com. You'll find us on social media at betweenyoumepod. That is all for today's episode. It's been a big one, but we got there. And thank you for being hope and light in the dark places and for being a constant reminder that the best is yet to come. I will see you very soon. When you call my name, I wanna know it's you. I wanna know it's you. Help me recognize it. I wanna know it's you. I wanna know it's you. Silence the noise with your voice, your words, your truth speak directly to me. Cause I'm listening. I just wanna know your heart. I just wanna know your heart. I just wanna know your heart. Listening to the Between You and Me podcast. Stay connected by visiting www.betweenyouandmepod.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more Christian news, reviews, and interviews, get plugged in to JesusWire.com.